Welcome to The Daily Cut, a podcast of Park Community Church. I'm Trevor Lovell, the pastor from our Near North location. Throughout this season, we wanted to create something consistent that would help add even a little sense of rhythm to life. And so to do that, we altered our use of this podcast. And instead, we started posting these short devotionals every day. And so we hope you'll join us and we'll continue to enjoy listening. So this is The Daily Cut, and I'm Trevor Lovell. All right. It's good to be with you all. Uh, once again, I hope you're faring well in this season. I believe we're officially about six weeks into this thing. And so uh, seems like it's flown by, like it's gone by quick, but hopefully we'll be out on the other side of this thing um, soon. And if not, hopefully, hopefully we continue to see God work in the midst of it. So uh, however it plays itself out, glad to be with you all in the midst of it. And so today we'll be continuing going through Philippians together. So I'll be sharing from Philippians chapter chapter three, verses one through nine today. And uh, what we'll see is that this passage is really a warning that Paul is giving to the church in Philippi. He's telling them to watch out for, to watch out for something really. But, but then in doing so, uh, he moves kind of past the warning and he moves into something that's pretty interesting for us beyond the warning itself. And I'll, I'll just give a breakdown of that here. So that way, when we do read the passage, it's just easier to kind of follow along and, uh, and, and understand what's going on. So it starts with the warning, right? Paul is telling them to watch out Uh, for those who would persuade them to earn their salvation by undergoing circumcision. He's saying that there's gonna be a group of people uh, who might stop by and they're gonna try and tell you that in order to be a follower of Jesus, you need to be circumcised. The the kind of the covenant marker for the Old Testament, he's saying that whether you're Jewish or not, as followers of Jesus, you you need to have this done. Paul's saying, watch out for people who are gonna say that to you. And he actually calls them dogs. Paul's not happy uh, with, with these kind of people. So he gives a warning about them. But then after that, he essentially gives his credentials uh, for why he's right about this group that he's warning them about, for why Paul is right and why they shouldn't be persuaded by this group. Paul gives his credentials for proving why his standpoint on this group is right. But then after that, it was kind of interesting. He moves past his credentials and he moves into talking about what matters most to him. And I think out of all of this, that's the part that's really interesting for us, right? And so the structure is kind of uh, warning to credentials to what matters most, right? Warning to credentials to what matters most. That's the breakdown and kind of the flow of the passage. So with that being said, we'll jump into it, read the passage together, and then we'll pull some things out of it for us uh, that hopefully will be beneficial. So Philippians chapter three, verses one to nine. I'll read that for us here. Finally, my brothers, rejoice in the Lord. To write the same things to you is no trouble to me and is safe for you. And now here comes the warning in verse two. Look out for the dogs. Look out for the evildoers. Look out for those who mutilate the flesh. For we are the circumcision who worship by the spirit of God and glory in Christ Jesus and put no confidence in the flesh. Though I myself have reason for confidence in the flesh also. Here comes the credentials, the second part. If anyone else thinks he has reason for confidence in the flesh, I have more circumcised on the eighth day of the people of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin, a Hebrew of Hebrews, as to the law, a Pharisee, as to zeal, a persecutor of the church, as to righteousness under the law, blameless. Pretty impressive. Those are Paul's credentials. But next, Paul moves on from that to explain what actually matters most to him right here in verse seven. But whatever gain I had, I counted as loss for the sake of Christ. 
Indeed, I count everything as loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. For his sake, I have suffered the loss of all things and count them as rubbish in order that I may gain Christ and be found in him, not having a righteousness of my own that comes from the law, but that which comes through faith in Christ, the righteousness from God that depends on faith. Amen. Amen. Okay, so a quick summary, right? Paul's warning them about this group that's gonna come and try and convince them that they need to be circumcised in order to receive salvation, in order to be faithful followers of Christ. It's actually an issue that we see in other places in the New Testament. It's uh, really the book of Galatians. That's the central issue in that book that Paul's dealing with and responding to. And there, he talks about it with a whole lot more severity than he even does here. And here, he's not very kind. He calls them dogs, right? But here, it's just kind of a passing issue. But Paul says to them that we, meaning the church, followers of Jesus, we are the true circumcision, right? So he's saying, so so don't go and do that. You don't have to abide by that Old Testament requirement, by that covenant marker. We're in a new covenant now, right? We're under grace. We're under grace. We've been united with Jesus Christ. You don't need to do that anymore. We don't worship in the confidence of the flesh, right? In the confidence of our own ability to keep the law and to live righteously, right? We don't worship thinking that we've somehow earned the right to do so. We know that it's only because of grace, right? It's only grace that has brought about our salvation, right? It's something that we never could have earned. It's by grace through faith. Now, that's what Paul's saying. But then he goes another step here, basically just to say that if he was to put confidence in his flesh, right? if he's, if he's basically to do the same thing uh, that this group of people is that he's warning about, if he's to put confidence in his ability to be righteous, what he says here in giving his credentials is that he actually has more reason to have confidence than they do. He's saying that if we're gonna, if we're gonna play by those rules, if we're gonna play that game, I'm better than them. I will beat them at their own game. His credentials are more impressive than theirs. And then so Paul lays out what his credentials are, right? Circumcised on the eighth day. He's an Israelite from the tribe of Benjamin. He's a physical descendant of Abraham. He's got the blood. He's legitimate. And it's not just that. He's a Hebrew of Hebrews, right? He, he's a Hebrew of Hebrews. He's a Pharisee. He was a persecutor of the church in terms of zeal, right? In all of these ways, he was the picture of righteousness, and the point is that he has way more reason to put confidence in the flesh than just about anybody else. And yet even knowing that, he still says this, right? He says that he counts it all as rubbish. He counts it all as rubbish. None of that matters. It doesn't mean anything to him anymore. And that word rubbish is actually a pretty soft translation if you take it from the original Greek. Because right? if you were to, if you were to do a more literal translation, Paul pretty much cusses here, and what he says, he counts these things. What he considers them, he basically cusses because he's saying that what he considers all of this worldly status, right, all of this acclaim, all of this success, to him, it's completely meaningless in comparison with knowing Jesus and growing in that knowledge and in that relationship. It's all rubbish. Nothing is more valuable. Nothing even comes close to being more valuable or even as valuable as knowing Jesus. And it's interesting to consider that Paul is writing this in a season where he was in prison, where basically everything else that he had and enjoyed had been stripped away, so that all that he had left was Jesus. 
And, and I would bet that with Paul, that this is a point that he'd realized before then, that what matters most in life is Jesus, is our relationship with him. But I think for a lot of us, it's actually being in seasons kind of like the one that Paul is in here, where we're going through a season of suffering, right? We're going through a season where things are being taken away from us, things that we've uh, maybe overvalued, things that we've prized too much. It's seasons where those things are stripped away from us, where we really realize how little value they actually have in comparison with knowing him, uh, with knowing Jesus, And so with that being the point that Paul is driving home here, I think a good question for us to ask is, how can we lean into that more in this season? In this season, how can we intentionally grow in our relationship with Jesus, in our knowledge of him? If it's the most valuable thing on the face of the earth, how do we prioritize it? How do we grow in our relationship with Jesus? And let me just encourage you as we close, right? There, there are many different ways to do this. Whether you go for a drive and, and just have a little worship session, right? Maybe you take a walk and are just intentional to pray, right? Not necessarily to lift up requests, but just to spend time with him. However you do it, right? But just making a priority to spend time with him. There's a lot of different ways, but however you do it, just know that in seeking to grow in that relationship, to know him more, you are investing in the most valuable thing that can be found in the entirety of this life. And it's worth it. It literally is the best investment you could make. And so let me just encourage you to make that relationship a priority because you'll be glad that you did. Thanks for listening today. I hope you're doing well. We'll be back tomorrow with another short devotional. So stay tuned.